0: Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met, to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. I made a lot of, I think mostly vague references to the projects I'm working on here while I'm, you know, spending my month here in Croatia and how doing a lot of catch up, doing a lot of research on things that I'd wanted to research for a long time and have needed to learn about for a long time. I don't think though that I've been particularly specific about what I'm working on. Well, one of the things that I'm working on that I just finally got around to today, two weeks into my stay here, that I'm very excited about potentially. I just. I'm a little hesitant only because I have to make sure that it's going to work the way that I think it can work, and I think it can work really well. But again, I just need to kind of lay it all out so I can see it holistically and confirm that, yeah, I'm I'm on the right track here. But that is a workshop based on my novel, A Voice Beyond Reason, which is about a young Spaniard's awakening to his intuition. And even though the book is literary fiction, like I said, it's a novel, so it is not a self-help book. It is not a personal growth book. All the same... I did write it in a sort of didactic or a sort of potentially sort of subtly instructional manner, very intentionally. And the way that I did that was just by tracking Pablo, who's the protagonist, I tracked each of his steps in his own awakening to his intuition. And so in that sense, if you're paying attention or if you're just sort of passively absorbing his own experiences and his own evolution, his own coming into contact and waking up to his intuition... And then, hopefully, as in fact some readers have said, hopefully it helps you to get more in touch with your own intuition or wake up to your intuition or at a very minimum, you know, think more about it. Think more about your relationship with your inner voice and your intuition, which I think is just so, so fundamentally important because I think that that's, that's where truth lies, right? I think that so much of what we see in the world would not be happening if people were in touch with their inner voices and that inner truth, in touch with their hearts, in touch with what they feel in their bones. You could dismiss it as just sort of this spiritual, new agey, whatever, but I think, it's, I think it's really important. I think it's really fundamental to knowing ourselves, to creating a better world, to being more honest, and on and on and on. I just think it's really important. And so that's one of the reasons that I chose to write a book about that versus something else, say a story just for entertainment purposes. Now, of course, again, it is literary fiction, so I would not have written a book just for the message. You know, I wouldn't have written a novel just for the message. I mean, there had to be a good story. The story had to be solid in and of itself, or else I would have just written a personal growth book or a self-help book, but I did not. And uh, I'm happy with the book. A lot of people seem to be happy with the book. So hopefully I was at least modestly successful with that. But I bring all that up again because I published the book, I don't know how long it's been. I always forget when I publish these things. Time is just so... Hard to keep track of, but let's say it's, it's been a couple of years that I published my novel, Voice Beyond Reason, and I'm going to publish the audiobook this fall, because I never got around to doing the audiobook, which is a significant effort. It'll be a lot easier now, though, because I can just use my podcast studio. Sound quality be a lot better. I actually recorded the audiobook version of my Morocco book with open arms, Short Stories and Misadventures in Morocco. I recorded that in my closet, which was a little uncomfortable, because I don't have a walk-in closet. It was just one of those sliding door closets. <laughs> and so I got this massive foam pad, like this uh, this foam pad for that you, know, you use on your bed to make it softer. I got one of those, and I set it on its side, and I surrounded myself with it, and then I just stacked some boxes, put my computer on it, set the microphone up, and it worked fairly well. That being said, I do dread a little bit going back and listening to that audiobook, because I also, and I know I'm going on a big tangent here, but... I also did, I don't even know how many accents, and I also did voices not only with accents, but men and women's voices with accents. So I did an Australian accent, French accents. I don't know if I did any other accents. I think I did. Anyway, point being, I do sort of dread going back to listen to that audiobook, but no one has complained and no one's made fun of the accents. So I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I did them okay. I tried to minimize them. You know, I tried not to overdo the accents. I'm not an actor. So I tried more just to give a flavor of the accents versus really going there and being completely convincing. It was more just to sort of suggest the accents. I don't know. Coming back around full circle again, going to do the audiobook version of With Open Art, or sorry, of uh, A Voice Beyond Reason, my novel. And it also just got this really, really great review by the 2019 Book Life Prize, which is Publishers Weekly. So it's having a bit of a, a renaissance, and I got asked to do something related to it in, in Litquake this fall. And I also... An excerpt from the book just became part of the Creative Process ex- Exhibition, which is traveling to 40 universities. So again, having a little bit of a renaissance. The bigger issue, though, is because the book was not this international bestseller, I self-published it. And it was my first real sort of literary endeavor. It did okay. You know, it went to number one in a few different Amazon spirituality-related categories. So I was really happy with that. But because it didn't have, you know, worldwide global domination-type sales... I've just felt that it's not quite done that the book can offer more that it hasn't it hasn't done everything that it was sort of put out there to do, and that's not just me holding on and wanting more sales and wanting it you know not not being willing to let go of the fact that it wasn't this massive international bestseller because I, I'm okay with that like i can I can let go of that and move on because I have so many other things that I'm excited about and focused on and other books that i've already started writing that I'm looking forward to working on. So I would be completely capable of letting it go, but I just keep feeling like there's, there's more here, there's more here. It hasn't quite done all that it is meant to do. And so that's where the idea for the workshop came from. And I am really excited about it. You know, I've already planned and announced my introduction to online marketing for writers workshop, and then I'm going to do another one related to self-publishing, and those I'm looking forward to. Those have been good in lots of different ways and that those are both in response to a lot of questions and requests and things like that that I get on those subjects. But those subjects for me are more, those are just things you need to know, which is very different as a writer, which is very different from something that you feel really passionate about on a deeper sort of soul level. So I'm really hoping that, that, um, that once I've done the outline for and really figured out the structure and, and how this workshop this intuition workshop based on my novel will work one i'm hoping that i feel like it will work once i've done all that work to kind of verify that and two i'm hoping that people are into it i've told quite a few people that i was working on it and lots of people's eyes have lit up i think there is an appetite for this sort of thing i think we are realizing you know what there there's more here there's more to this reality and we've got to kind of connect on a different level because things are not going well and never mind the fact that, of course, you know, the self-help and the personal growth industries are just massive. So in that sense, we know that there's an appetite for this sort of thing. But but yeah, it's really, it's, it's me just excited about this new project and seeing the potential good both for others and for myself, because inevitably, you know, you can't help other people without helping yourself. So that's the other selfish reason that I'm stoked about this and excited about this as a potential endeavor is... Because I like talking about this stuff. I think it's really interesting and fascinating, and I'm really curious to hear about other people's experiences and their relationships with their intuition, with their inner voices, their own sort of journeys to waking up to it, how it matters in their day-to-day life, and all of that. To have the opportunity to then discuss these things and hear about other people's experiences it could just be really really exciting and inspiring and i could learn a lot and hopefully they could learn a lot and i think i think there's really interesting potential here so fingers crossed another enjoyable interaction with my new friend lydia today at the at the cafe She came up to me as she does every day now. We talked a little bit before things got started, before I, you know, started. I mean, actually, I guess I was already working, but before she got situated, talked for a little while, and then she came up to me to say goodbye on her way out. Well, as she did, or after she did, you know, we had an exchange, and I don't even remember at this point what we talked about. But then there was the the group of people, so the kind of stylish guy and a woman, I think is his wife, because now I've, I've seen them together quite a few times, really nice woman. And they're both really stylish and well put together. Very friendly. They don't seem to speak English, so I haven't really been able to talk with them. But anyway, Lydia goes over to them because they're at the table right next door, and Lydia knows everyone, so clearly she's from here, or at least has lived here or had a had a house here for a long time, part of the community. And uh, so she goes over, and I hear Roman. Now I know that Roman is is novel in a lot of languages, and so I'm thinking, oh, I think she's talking about me. And then I hear San Francisco. And so Lydia is spreading the word, helping the people with whom I can't speak learn more about that American guy, that American writer who's over there every day for three or four hours at that table. So that was kind of funny that she was talking about me. And then when she left, or rather, so she left, and then the couple was, there are actually three of them together, the couple and then one of their friends. As they were getting ready to leave, the woman turns to me and she says something to the effect of you know, your book, your novel will be about Lydia. And so we laughed and I said, yeah, she's going to be, she's going to be the protagonist. And she said, yeah, Lydia will be like the salt in your story. And so I think she meant, of course, that Lydia would spice up the story or, or give the story flavor. So it seems like uh, my, my sense that Lydia is quite the character clearly seems to be shared by, um, by people here in the village as well. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.